Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Are you starting to look like Sasquatch? When you look down, does it look like a Chia pet that's grown out of control? Well, Manscaped has you covered with precision-engineered tools like the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, which will transform you into a new man. Your partner will thank you, and your mirror will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code MULTIPLAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code MULTIPLAYER at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who love talking about video games. And since today is Thursday, that means it's time for This Week in Gaming, where we break down recent gaming news over the last seven days. Please make sure to subscribe to our show, rate us five stars, and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. And also, if you enjoy our content and want more of it, you can become a Patreon supporter. Not only does it help fund our show, it also gives you access to the Squadcast, a podcast feed only available to supporters, and that releases twice every month. To become a supporter, just head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul. And I am joined today by a pirate who just keeps looting while I'm in the middle of a fight. It's Josh. If you're not getting loot, there's no point to any of the other stuff. Somebody has to be the responsible party yeah. here, Paul, and grab the loot while everybody else is fighting. I, exactly. What's wrong with that? Someone's got to grab the loot, right? You know, yeah, I, I hear you. And then joining us, he is perhaps the most maligned and misunderstood creature in all of Middle Earth. It's Michael. Uh, I also talk to myself quite often, um, (laughs) mostly in the shower when I'm getting ready for work. But Mm -hmm. I I guess I relate to that as well, except except I kind of got tiny eyes, not enormous eyes. So, well, you know. I just want to hear the dual sides of Michael during the next Make Love, Marry, or Murder segment on the next Deep Dive. (laughs) All right. So are you guys ready to jump into some news? I feel like this was kind of a weak a seven-day period of news. There wasn't a ton to talk about, but oh. we, we did get a couple gameplay reveals that I think are going to be a lot of fun. I feel like we probably just have to start out with Skull and Bones. Do you guys think that's a good place to start? That's a good yes! place to start. Now, why is it that we're talking about Skull and Bones again, Paul? Yeah, I was going to say, we've brought this up a couple times lately, but we got an Ubisoft Forward Spotlight solely devoted to Skull and Bones. It lasted about an hour altogether. We got to see some interviews. We got to see a whole bunch of gameplay reveals. And this game is set for release on November 8th, which is really not that far away if you guys really think about it. It's only a couple of months. But was there anything that stood out in this reveal? Anything gameplay-wise or anything that they talked about? 
a lot. Yeah, a lot. Ubisoft can put on a presentation. When you dedicate an entire hour and a set that looks like it's from like Survivor's Tribal Council, <laughs> like, right. they, they had a full pirate ship deck set <laughs> going for this. Like They really did up the presentation on this. And it's funny because I feel like it was about 20 minutes until they got into the actual gameplay part of Skull and Bones, which is what everybody wanted to see in the first place. Like, I get it. You develop the game. You're passionate about it. That's great. Just show me the game. I think we talked about this exact same thing like last week at some point. It was like, show us what we want to see. Let's see it. Let's do it. Right. Um, on the actual reveal, though, um, I I cannot tell you how... I was watching the, well, it was probably like 10 minutes, right, of the actual gameplay reveal, and they're going through, like, go loot, play with your friends, do that. And the whole thing I saw was, this, to me, looks like Atlas, which is one of my absolute favorite games, except Atlas was uh, destroyed with bugs and had a whole bunch of issues all the time. It looks like Atlas, like, but only the good parts of it, to me, you know? Uh, how, how far are you going to get into it? I could talk about a few things on it. Let me take a couple things real fast. Josh can take the rest. But, like, <laughs> some of the things I love about it is the fact that you finally get to really see the, the fighting, the open sea part, like, the whole thing about, like, what the core of the game is, which is going and teaming up with your friends and being a pirate. It's what Josh really wanted to do in Elite Dangerous, except he couldn't get to it because it's hard and there's a lot to it and all that stuff, but now it looks like we can just just go out there, hop on our boats, go be pirates. If we die, we lose a couple things. We go fish them out of the water. We grab stuff. But what I like about it is we actually like, it's like Sea of Thieves, but with progression. You get better boats as you play more. You get bigger cannons. You get customizable ships, which is speaking my name. I didn't see if there's building in it. Like you can build your own fortress or if you just have a fortress and you pick from something pre-made. That was one thing I didn't see in the reveal, but they did, they did hit hard on crafting. They hit hard on a lot of customization stuff. It, it really was up my alley and it took my interest in this game from lukewarm to excited to through the roof excited as in like oh wow i'm i really want to play this game because i loved atlas so much this looks like all the good parts of atlas with none of the annoying bad stuff (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about progression because you guys know that was my number one complaint about sea of thieves i thought the game looked great it played really fun for a couple hours ultimately it led nowhere so if you did not see the reveal for skull and bones Infamy is basically the entire system that progression works around. When you complete a contract for another pirate, you gain infamy. As you go out plundering and you complete these various, you know, whether you're attacking forts or plundering other ships, that's going to increase your infamy. And as your infamy hits certain tiers, it's going to unlock new blueprints and new weapons and things that you can actually build on your ship. You know, Sea of Thieves only had, I think, what, three different ship types? Yeah. And you just picked one. They were all cookie cutter. You could do a little bit of customization with, like, the mast and whatnot. But Didn't here you're though. actually yeah. building your ship from the ground up. You select your armor. You select your primary weapon, your auxiliary weapon. And I thought that the infamy system is what's going to drive people to keep playing this game. Yeah, when we were watching... Er- Watching this presentation and kind of trying to look past all of the the set pieces and the, you know, I mean, every developer does this, right? Like, look how awesome our game is. We've got this. We've got armor on the boats. Upgrade your cannons. Get missiles. Sea warfare. You know what I mean? And <laughs> rocket so it's like, launchers. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> nukes, you know? They literally have rocket launchers. And, and so I'm, I'm always trying to be skeptical of that. It's kind of like going to a car dealership. And like I'm instantly skeptical of the used car salesman. Because it's like, this is your job, is to try to sell this to me. 
So as I'm watching this, I start getting filled with this like emotional response, right? And I'm like, dude, like they're really hyping this up. And then they're talking about stuff. They show the ship besieging a fort at some point, you know, teaming up with your friends. And then I'm like, what is this emotion inside of me? <laughs> and then I realize it's apathy because I think this game looks oh. terrible. I think oh, it does no. too, Josh. I oh. really do. And that, like, Michael, this is not because I want, I want to be excited. I, re- I, I've been looking forward to Skull and Bones forever. But the thing is, there's so many things that point to this game is going to be terrible. I think it's probably going to be a lot of fun for four or five hours. And then I think it's going to become an absolute painful grind with nothing rewarding in it whatsoever. And they can try to sell it and hype it all they want, but there are way too many things that I saw in this gameplay demo and that they talked about that made me just go, this is not going to be good. Yeah, see, I've got a couple of things on that that I think that I... I and again, I, I wear rosy-colored glasses. Is that how you say it? Rose-tinted glasses? Yeah, rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Well, so when I think about that, and like, yeah, it looks like it, it might be a little bit tedious. It might be a little bit grindy at times. It might not be too grindy, but what I saw in there that actually kind of stood out as maybe this is a good thing is they kind of hinted on a raid system, like raids. like, uh, And I'll tell you a little bit, and, and again, I'm paralleling it to Atlas, but in that game, like as you leveled up, you could fight bigger and better things. Like The whole thing is at the end, you're trying to fight the Kraken. And I saw a hint of that in this. Like If you and your friends get better boats, and you get together, and you're able to make better weapons and better items and stuff, you can progress and not just go out and PvP, but also do this PvP aspect where you can go and fight this big marauder of merchant ships and those kinds of things. I think if there's enough of that, it could really be fun. If it's just go out and fight each other and this progression in the game as far as like actually fighting like what you could consider an air quotes boss is not there enough then yeah i think it will fizzle pretty fast but i saw enough in there to say that if they include a few of these things that it really could be fun but also again it could be something where i just go out and try to spend you know 100 hours on it getting the best ship and then realize i've wasted 100 hours so here's the thing for me i don't think it looks terrible quite as josh had said but I think, like, for example, they showed a sample contract. And I, I'm assuming that you guys watched this whole thing. So as the playable character, they're walking around a town and they walk up to this merchant and they go to talk to them. And there's just a little bit of a dialogue wheel. And it just says, let's talk about contracts. And there is no backstory. There is no quest. It just says, go get me a jar of oil. And here's where it is on the map. And then the guy hops in his ship, his buddy goes with him, they go off, they plunder this area, they get the jar of oil, they bring it back to the port, and then they just say, hey, let's talk about contracts, and they clicked complete. And that was it. And so that's when I kind of realized, like, oh, this is going to get super repetitive. Like, I could be wrong, it struck me that it's going to be an awful lot of fetch quests, or just go plunder these random areas, and do it over and over and over. And, and maybe this is asking too much, but one of my favorite things about Red Dead Redemption 2 is that in between these, you know, giant missions, you're coming back to the camp, everyone's together, they're eating, they're drinking, they're dancing, they're singing together, and you get to hear people's reaction as the game progresses. And it seems like your crew is just like faceless people who, if you don't feed them, 
they start to get mad and they might mutiny. I would love it if you were actually like talking to your crew and learning about them and they give you a side mission to go recover something from their home. And then maybe there was some kind of like story progression. This to me seemed very worrisome from a quest standpoint, if that makes sense. It does a hundred percent. Here's, here's the biggest thing for me. It looks like you'd never leave your boat. And they showed a point where they, they, they started trying to tout all the different systems, right? Because here's a mistake that developers make. They think if we have more systems, that that's fun for gamers. And that's not <laughs> always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, honestly, it's not. And so they're like, oh, we've got crafting. And then they show the boat and it's like, it's, it's just the boat that's near a shoreline and a tree is shaking. There's nobody chopping the tree. It's like no. your boat's just parked near the tree. The tree is shaking, and then the tree falls down, and now you have wood. And all the coconuts fall, yeah, but, but no one's, like no one's never, swinging an axe. You never left your boat. It's just you <laughs> yeah. parked your boat near the tree. And then mm-hmm. they do the exact same thing, and they're like, and you have to go find iron ore. And then it's like, and your boat's just parked next to a rock, and the rock is making a like a chink sound. Chink, chink, chink. And it's like... This is the crafting system? This is terrible. Even the fort, which I thought this will be where this game really shines. These are going to be the big raids, right? Like, I'm going to go raid this this fort. No. The raid on a fort is literally your ship parked in a circle, lobbing cannons, lobbing cannonballs at the walls until you sit in the circle long enough to capture the fort. That's it. Like, that's not fun. Just because you have eight different systems involved doesn't mean that it's going to be entertaining for people. And that's the biggest thing that I saw in this was just, it's like they tried to add things without any forethought of, is this fun for people? Or is this just a box that we can check off and say, look what our game has? Yeah. And see, when I was watching that, I was wondering if like the the gathering piece of it, like when you're going to craft something, are you like doing a mission where you send your crew off and your crew goes and gathers stuff? You got to wait a few hours to do that. And the crafting piece is more like, hey, I'm trying to level up these um, planks on my boat or, you know, like the the keel or other words i think stencils are words you use in sailing those things and you're leveling those up and making it but what i saw on this really was what i cared about i wanted to see a game where i could have awesome sea pirate combat and it gave me all of that maybe i just don't care as much about the other pieces it was like i want to play a game where i can hop in with three or four of my friends and go fight people and if i can put more effort into it even if i'm just like clinking on a rock next to the boat now granted i would like more than that so if that's it that is a boring aspect um but if I can do more and level more and have a bigger, more awesome armada with my friends and go take out other pirates and take their stuff, the thing is, it has to go somewhere. You know what I mean? So where's it going? Is this meant to give me more ability to progress in a PvE storyline that also involves the boats? We don't know yet. But it looks like it might have really cool sea combat, so I'm still behind it. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Michael. And they did say that. Like They said, we want to be the definitive naval combat game. And I think that the combat in this ship to ship did look more interesting than what I've seen in Black Wake or Sea of Thieves or Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So I really do like that aspect of it. I mean, putting Greek fire on your boat and just lighting other ships on fire (laughs) and watching them sink did seem really satisfying. Like, I thought that looked like a lot of fun. But there were still little things, even within the combat... That made me a little worried. They board a couple of ships, and it was the exact same animation 
every, every time. single time. Yeah. The yeah. one character pulls out a gun, shoots a pirate in the head, and then another pirate comes from behind and stabs a guy through the chest. And I was like, oh, like this is the kind of stuff where I'm going to see this 10,000 times boarding other ships and I'm going to get really sick of this animation. But the combat at least does look fun. And they did say there will be PvP servers which tells me there must also be PvE servers, which sounds awful to me. I don't know yeah. why you would play this game PvE right. only. Yeah, I, I'm going to call this ahead of time. I'm going to say that this game's going to flop. I'm, I, here's my thinking on this. I think that they, everybody knows it's been following this, that it's been in development hell for a while, right? Like they've, they've come out, they've said that. Now we're finally getting a glimpse of the game. It, to me, I'm seeing way too many things that put me off versus turn me on to this game. But the number one kicker, and Ubisoft knows this without a shadow of a doubt, that this game is going to fail, is because the release date. They set the release date for November 8th of 2022. Uh-huh. One day <laughs> before... A potential game of the year, potential game of the decade releases. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But if you release your game one day before a mega release, you are using that to quell the the dissatisfaction and the low player base and the low review scores because you can then blame, oh, well, this other oh, game yeah. came out. And everybody would have played our game if it wasn't for that mega game coming out. And I'm telling you right now, they know it. It's why they playing it that way. This game's going to flop. That is scary. <laughs> and you could really be right. But we'll see. Yeah, the the last thing I'll say is you do get a pet in the game. Like, the one guy had a cat, the other guy had a lemur. I was like, all right, I guess that's kind of cool, but... <laughs> I I'm, want a Komodo I, overall, dragon. I'm a little more with Josh. <laughs> I, I'm very worried about this one. All right, well, we're at about that halfway mark. Let's take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. You know, we often abbreviate This Week in Gaming as a twig episode, so let's talk twigs for a minute. Our friends at Manscaped care about you and your man care needs, and you should do the same by checking out the amazing lineup of products at Manscaped.com. Manscaped is bringing you an all-in-one package for your package. The the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Their fourth-generation trimmers feature a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. Get the complete man care kit with the Performance Package 4.0 or just pick up a toner or refresher to make your days just a little bit better. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MULTIPLAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code multiplayer at checkout unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, and we are back. The next news story that we wanted to cover is regarding God of War Ragnarok. Josh gave us a little bit of... A little... A little bit of a hint so wait, of what was coming you're, up. You're saying all the picks that, that people sent in worked? I, I was. I, you literally <laughs> took the words out of my mouth, Josh. I was going to say, we talked last week about how unhappy gamers were with the lack of news, and their campaign worked, because oh, now we know man. the release date, and we got a new 30-second trailer. They didn't necessarily show a whole lot, but I picked up a couple things that we might want to talk about. I thought there was some interesting things about Kratos' shield, and we also see that him and Atreus are getting ready to fight, I don't know, a 200-foot wolf or something like that. Um, but the release date is November 9th, as Josh pointed out, one day after Skull and Bones. <laughs> oh, poor and God of War, man. How are they ever going to compete? I, <laughs> anybody who's got a PlayStation is like, ooh, Skull and Bones or God of War Ragnarok? Oh, and yeah, that's not tough. There's not a choice. All no. right, so so God of War Ragnarok. What do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the release date? Do you want to talk All about what it. we saw in the trailer? Yeah. Can we break down every second of this trailer? <laughs> sure, <laughs> go for yeah. it. Where do you oh, want to start, Josh? Man, uh, well, number one, the release date, November 9th. It is confirmed. I feel like a few, like a month or so ago, that there was a leak that said, "Hey, it's going to release in November." And lo and behold, that leak seems like it was accurate because here we go, November 9th. I just for those people that are out there that are worried, I am not going to ask off of work. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to take time off because we know it'll get delayed. So I'm just going to let it happen. Paul, Paul no, and no Michael jinxes. have Paul and Michael have to play it first anyway because they're the ones with the PS5. So I have to wait for you two to finish playing God of War Ragnarok so that I can borrow one of your PlayStations so that I can play it. So I'm not in a rush. I, it's it's cool, guys. You know, but if you take more than two days to beat this game, I'm going to be knocking on your door. Um, <laughs> But no, it. I mean, man, I'm hyped for this. This 30 second trailer that they gave showed uh, a lot, in my opinion. The highlight that I will point out, and I'll let you guys talk about some of the other stuff, was at the very end. You see this 200 foot wolf. His leg looks like a tree, and then it like the camera pans up, and there's gigantic wolf just sitting there. Now, as a fan of mythology, I know that that is Fenrir. Uh, and that is super cool to see. It is a very neat scene. Now, what gets really, really weird is in mythology, Fenrir is actually the son of Loki, who, spoiler, because it's long enough now, is Atreus. So I don't know how that works. Right, right. <laughs> but man, it's got every, this, this trailer just, I was hyped. 
You wonder if they'll stick to the mythology on that. I, I, I don't know, because I don't know enough about God of War. Um, you know, I haven't played more than a couple hours into God of War, which is the one you guys have currently second on our overall multiplayer list. Um, so have they historically stuck to like hardcore lore? Or have they taken liberties somewhere? They've taken some bit? liberties, but they, they, they stick to it as a general outline. Yeah. Okay, so... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, yes, they do. They do stick to it. They do take some leeway. So, I mean, Fenrir being Loki's the son of Loki in actual mythology, I don't know that that's going to translate to this game. Now, knowing that that's Fenrir is probably enough mythology there. So it's not like it's canon type stuff, but they do try to keep it true to form as far as a lot of mythology stuff goes. I just realized that I don't know why I asked that question because it's 200 foot wolf. That's yeah. just really cool. Anyways. <laughs> hey, is the, is the shield? Is that because the shield? I want to talk about that shield that he was using. Is that new? Because I don't remember seeing that in the other games or to the scale of what it was doing when it was collapsing on his arm and stuff. And maybe you can just stop me if it's not new. It's well, not he, new. He's, in got that the, regard, but. he's got the shield, but I don't remember it ever collapsing, like collapsing onto and, itself oh yeah always yeah it does every that in the time, first one every time it goes yeah it does like the it yep absolutely i guess just that i've wasted enough of our time paul talk about your exciting stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the one thing i'm curious to see is of course they've already come out with the blades of chaos which are iconic weapons then they came out with the leviathan axe maybe i'm asking too much but i do wonder if they're going to introduce anything new oh, and i did I wonder so. That the fact that they do keep focusing on his shield, I'm wondering if they're mm-hmm. going to do a little bit more with it in this game. Because in the last God of War, there were different loadouts you could do where he would do various things with his shield. But it was always a little bit of an afterthought unless you solely built out a melee, melee build. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to do anything too crazy with it all. But I'm hoping that they figure out a way to make either blocking or using the shield a little more interesting than in the past. I did like too. Atreus is older. You know, he's more of that young man instead of young teenager at this point. You know, so like time has definitely progressed. It's all very snowy. So, you know, I, I forget what the name of the winter is that's coming. Um, you know, but bad things, bad things are afoot. Ragnarok is on its way. And, you know, just hearing Kratos' voice again, uh, you know, this is the reason the game got delayed. But, dude, there's something... That voice actor I just absolutely love as Kratos because there's he speaks a few lines in this new 30-second trailer. And I instantly, like, my brain just did, like, a dopamine release. And I was like, yes, more God of War! More God of War! Like, give it to me! I can't wait, man. Yeah, and something, something that I got excited about um, was this week also there was an unboxing video that had one of the uh, developers and um, Ryan Hurst, who does the voice of Thor, and they unboxed a couple collector's boxes. I'll probably get this game and play it because of collector's boxes. It's why I got Horizon Zero Dawn originally. (laughs) Dibs on your Mjolnir. You get a full full Mjolnir replica. Yeah, and, and but like when the I was mo- ultra collector's edition or whatever. Oh yeah, and what I was most excited about though was they have an actual vinyl with the soundtrack that that comes in one of them. It's an actual oh, like it's, a, it's like an, a record. It's an, a record, an actual like eight inch vinyl. It's not a full size. It's like an eight inch that has the full soundtrack on it, which is super cool. That's all I'll say about that because most people probably don't care about collector's editions. But I'll probably pre order this game and get that just because I want all the cool stuff. And then you can come over and play with uh, Mjolnir if you want. Yeah. Do you have a record player, Michael? <laughs> 
I do. Oh, I did. Before we moved back, I had one from like the 50s. It was ancient and sounded terrible. The crackles were so noisy and I loved it. So now I got to get a new one. I have a lot of vinyls. I just, we had to get, because it was a big console. So no, not anymore. God oh, of War nice. and Final Records are not two very. things that I associate with each other at all. I associate them both as awesome. Therefore, together they're I awesome. Mean, I, yeah, I get it. Oh, fair enough. And the last thing that we're going to talk about here this week is Lord of the Rings Gollum. This one has popped up over the last couple years. Josh and I keep putting it on our most anticipated titles, and it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. Well, guys, we are less than two months away from Gollum releasing. It is set for release on September 1st, and I don't know if we're going to end up deep diving it or not. I feel like this is one that we're keeping our eye on, but I don't know that any of us is confident that it'll be good, but I kind of feel like a lot of people are going to want to know our opinions. So we're going to have to make a choice here over the next month or so if we're going to deep dive it. But this has the quote that I attributed to Michael earlier. The developer said, Gollum is perhaps the most maligned and misunderstood creature in all of Middle-earth, which really makes me curious to see what they do with the story, because how can you really turn Gollum into a more complete, like protagonist, I don't know. I don't know what right. they're going to do with it. Like what they did with Maleficent and Angelina Jolie, where they make they make the villain seem like a good guy. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I do know the gameplay says though that depending on how far you go into you know either Gollum or Smeagol, it kind of might determine the outcome of what happens. But how much will that change the canon we know of Lord of the Rings? That's a good question. Um, I would like to make since I've already made one with Skull and Bones, I'd like to make a different declaration for Gollum. Okay. In after seeing the latest gameplay trailer, I officially am removing this game from my <laughs> games to watch list. I don't Dude, did they go backwards in time like 4 years in development because Right. It looks terrible now. Gollum I, Gollum looks like uh, I, I don't even know, man. Like I don't I, I was watching it in the highest resolution that I could watch it in, and it looks like the graphics took a step back by about three years. Gollum is just ugly, man. And I don't mean ugly in the Gollum sort of way. I mean, like, dude, I don't know what happened with this game, but I instantly wrote this off after this last gameplay reveal. I I, I know I'm sounding like the, the grumpy old man on this episode right now. But there is something about this latest Gollum trailer where I went, no, this isn't what I looked at before. Where Where's the trailers that I saw previously that had like really good graphics and like had that Lord of the Rings feel? This game looks like it was made on Nintendo 64. Like what <laughs> no, happened? It looked that bad. Oh, it does, man. Watch it again. Get out of town. Watch it no. again. <laughs> it, I, dude, it looks bad. I do think that Gollum looks weird and not in a weird way. Like he doesn't look like Gollum. Right. His eyes yes. are just like they're buggy looking and they're buggy it just, like i don't know thank you michael yeah. for backing I, I'm me up not, on this yeah to back you up on it i'm not amped about this game i mean uh, if if more stuff comes out and we start seeing that it looks like it might be good i'd love to play it but right now it's not on my list of like the games that i'm like really excited about you know like it's not god of war it's not um evil west those games that i really am like those are games i have to play this is a game that if it fits into our schedule and like, it looks like it might be something that could at least have some fun content. Sure, I'd love to play it, but I'm not amped about it. I don't know anyone who's looking forward to Gollum. And this is what I've said before. Nobody asked to have a Gollum game. <laughs> like, this was not on anyone's radar. I will say, I just love Lord of the Rings so much. 
if it has an interesting story, then the graphics aren't going to be as important. I'm not saying that the graphics looked amazing. I just think comparing it to a, a 23 year old console is a little harsh. <laughs> I, I, Paul, maybe, go, maybe <laughs> go back maybe and watch, go back and watch a trailer from like six months ago yeah. or whenever they released a trailer for it and then watch this trailer. It is night and day. I don't know what happened. It's I, I, not I, good. <laughs> I know what you're saying and I do agree with you. Plus, we already know stealth games are not up your guys' alley at all. Whereas I love stealth games. So I, I at least enjoyed being able to see a little bit more of what the gameplay will look like before we got a lot of cinematic you know shortcut scenes we didn't see very much gameplay this showed a little bit more and as soon as i watched it i was like i know josh and michael are not really gonna be into this at all uh but you know i don't know this is one of those weird games i feel like it might release and just no one plays it like the avengers and then it might just disappear I think yeah. it's I think it's one of those situations where Josh hit it on the head. Maybe they were still really far from their deadline, but knew they had to release around the same time as the Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon and said, just finish the graphics, smooth it out as best you can, and just get it out because we're not, we're not making money off this anyway, so let's not spend any more money. Let's just hit the release date and hope somebody buys it from the Lord of the Rings hype, period. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. All right. Well, that sums up all the major news here of this week. So we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to say thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the episode. And once again, if you like our show and you want extra episodes, come check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. You get extra episodes. You get perks on Discord. You get a shout out on the show. You know, we do really appreciate people who choose to support us. So if you want to check that out, that is MultiplayerSquad.com. And you can follow us on socials everywhere at Multiplayer Pod. And I think that wraps everything up. Any closing words, guys? Or is that about it? This was like a, a terrible sandwich with two bad pieces of bread, <laughs> but delicious crispy bacon in the middle. <laughs> it's a, at least we got games that are going to be releasing. At least, at least we're not in no man's land anymore like we've been for a long time. Right, right. Uh, we did hear a bit more grumpy old troll than jolly old troll today, but you know what? Uh, still jolly in my heart. Gotta and I'm call excited. him like I see him, man. <laughs> right. All right. Cheers, everyone. Yep. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> all right, see you, everybody.